Welcome to Something Blue, Wedding Planning with the 21st. <laughs> you just you looked at me and I, I looked at you the entire it. time we do this it. podcast. I'm sorry. This is the sixth time that we've tried to do this intro because Max keeps trying to quote shake it up. And <laughs> <laughs> this last time he jumped in and took my line and now it's just it's I'm in my head about it. So Welcome to Something Blue, wedding planning with a 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. Today marks 357 days until our wedding day. Disclaimer, these are our personal opinions and experiences. This is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage. You do you, bitch. <laughs> so let's get into it. There we go. We're nice Fine. and loose and limber. Fine. And, you know, we're, ready, we're ready to fucking podcast. You should. Say nice and loose and limber. <laughs> Podcasting is not a visual medium, Maxwell. Well, I feel relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hello, listeners. How are you doing today? They can't respond. <laughs> but I'm sure that they did. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> Thank it you for asking. It doesn't seem like it, but we are. <laughs> uh, we are very excited because uh, if you didn't notice, we passed our one year mark last yeah. week. Last Friday uh, was our uh, new date, September 24th. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, less than a year from now, we shall be married. Wow. I know. That's crazy. I'm so excited. Um, we spent our actual, like, we spent that date last Friday mm-hmm. going to another wedding, mm-hmm. not our own, mm-hmm. but a wedding mm-hmm. uh, nonetheless. And so that was a wedding that we went to. Yeah. And since then, what have we done? Um, well, we're very busy, uh, at this point in our lives. Correct. So apologies for on. the skipping of weeks. Um, yeah. I'm truly exhausted. It has been, uh, this is another, uh, another ooh. night recording. Uh, yeah, some of our fans are, are very familiar with the, the, uh, we have been told it's a completely different energy and that <laughs> they are the nighttime vibe. The nighttime vibe is different. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those specific listeners are very excited about it. So. We love we love to hear. Also, a shout out to one very specific listener, as it is their birthday today. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, when when it gets released, it'll be two days late. But happy birthday to Royal, <laughs> the listener <laughs> we were just talking about. We were just talking about you. <laughs> Congratulations, Royal. I know that he's going to be in his truck, like, hey, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> he was also at that wedding that we attended. Yeah. Um, the wedding was for his uh, sister in law. Yes. Sister-in-law? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and that is a good family friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just exposed all of <laughs> his life on this pod. Um, <laughs> I don't think he minds. No. Um, so we have a new segment yeah. to introduce today. So because we're a year out now, and d- with all of the stresses of postponing and all the feelings that are involved in it. We're really feeling that this past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. just, just all the emotions of, of just everything. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a lot like with us beginning to plan what feels like a, an eternity ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, with so many things that have changed, not only, uh, within like the whole universe, but <laughs> also just within, 
like our families and um, our feelings about certain things, different trends that have changed. Um, our whole money situation has changed and um, life has truly just thrown so many curveballs from the beginning of our planning up until this point. And now that we are a year out and I, I can more confidently start that uh, year timeline where I start planning and each month, you know, you have to hit certain milestones. Whereas before I felt like I was planning for, like a make-believe date you know what yeah. i mean like that was so far away that any kind of like planning or creating or anything that i did was um too soon you know uh now that we're really getting into it and we're gonna start to revisit things like uh what our budget looks like our vendors um all of the different intricate little details uh as we are revisiting them and uh kind of either cementing them in or fixing them to make them better I want to share that process with you guys. So our new segment. Yes, yeah, so we're introducing a new segment this episode called Lessons Learned. And so it'll be uh, an entire episode all about the decisions we made that we wish we could unmake, the lessons we learned a little bit too late, and the resources we wish we had when we first started planning. Yeah, so it's really like my gift to the listeners and to the ether uh, as uh, <laughs> some, something that I wish that I had had when I started, um, ways that I'm either trying to correct these decisions or just learn to live with them, and then ways that you maybe don't make either my same mistakes or you don't have to like re rework your plans uh, in the same way. And um, there's just a lot of resources I've found since beginning planning mm -hmm. that I wish that I had yeah. had earlier on. So I want to give that to everyone as well. Uh, this will be an ongoing segment with a finale after it's all said and done and we are finally married. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have plenty of things to talk about after <sighs> the wedding too of lessons, you know, I'm going to spill all the tea after the yeah. wedding. You know, I, <laughs> I keep, I have this in my brain that after the wedding, I'm going to like delete social media. <laughs> like I really want to do that a bit like just end on a high note and then disappear yeah, like I don't know something about social media right now like I'm feeling like it's getting to a point where like I'm watching it being used by like the next generation right and mm -hmm. being used in such a strange way and like I'm very not on that level right mm -hmm. I like TikTok but I like watching TikToks more than I like like making TikToks I've just learned that making TikToks stress me out mm -hmm. um <laughs> and like same thing with like Instagram I like I've posted three times this year it's October like <laughs> I've posted three, three things on Instagram. And then I feel like every time I post on Facebook, it has to be like, I have to be impressive or I have to be showing at my absolute best. And I feel like I keep Facebook for like my family and like, so that Abby's distant, distant, random relatives still see her face. And like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like it's so much for other people and it's not for me. And then like, I feel myself getting like weirdly critical when like somebody doesn't like something or when they like it and not love it you mm -hmm. know and it's like why why do I put that weird like I notice weird put patterns so much pressure on I'm that, like yeah. why does this person like with a thumb when it's a picture of you and me but they heart it when it's a picture of Abby like what are they trying to say you know what I mean yeah. and it's like there's really no not a whole I mean I hope that there's not a whole lot of significance in that but I can't help but start to feel like oh okay this one wasn't <laughs> as good as the last one you know yeah. I never, ever looked at it that way. Um, but when you started asking it that way, I started using that as an opportunity to be shady. <laughs> 
So like, and a I'll lot use of people the, do like, that. <laughs> but not everybody. Like, it's it's that it's the thing. It's like uh, I'm afraid people are looking at me, mm-hmm. but not realizing that for the most part nobody's looking at anything but what they're doing i know but when you post on social media you're literally saying look at me but well but here's but what i'm my my point in bringing that up was there's this uh you can be shady by doing this but that doesn't mean that everybody knows that you can be shady by doing this Uh right so like innocently you know just throw likes and and hearts or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but now (laughs) when somebody like comments on something that we've done you know we like we post something like like our film or whatever Mm -hmm. uh and somebody comments on it i will love the comments from the people that i like and i will (laughs) either not respond at all or only give a thumbs up to other people i noticed (laughs) And, and so I, I start combating yeah. it and I, I give everyone the equal treatment because I'm like, oh my God, Max, stop. Because I feel the same way about that. And I know a lot of other people do too. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just feeling myself like so like I, I've never, I, I've luckily never felt like I was glued to social media, but I do feel this like this weird um like expectation to present my best mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like, I, I'm a little uncomfortable like, I've met multiple people like from your family and friends and like you the same way family and friends of mine where they're like, Oh my God, I feel like I already know you. Cause I see like so much about you. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, that's weird to me. Yeah. That's weird to me because then like I'm introduced to people like in person and they don't introduce themselves to me or they don't talk to me cause they feel like they have already <laughs> met me. You it's, know, it's that whole thing where it's, I've heard so much about you. Oh, well, I've heard nothing about you. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. Just I, I, so my whole thought was like, oh, after the wedding, like, you know, Abby will be right around an age where it's like, this sounds really bad, but like, this is just true. Abby is aging out of like that cute little kid. She's still a little kid and she's still cute, but she's cute in different ways now. Mm-hmm. Right. She's not like that little kid baby cute anymore. Mm-hmm. And so people are like less like, Oh my God. Right. They still love her. She's still absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're no longer like gawking at her the way that they do like babies. Yeah. And so I feel like if my presence went away, no one would be like heartbroken earth shattering you know what i mean um and like she'll be seven by that time and like (laughs) if i don't share a picture of her every week i don't feel like anyone's like lives will end and like people have seen our face a whole bunch and so it's like i don't i don't know part of me wants to even delete it before the wedding because it's like if you weren't invited i don't want you to see the pictures but also (laughs) i'm paying so much money for those pictures like yeah i should probably but that's another thing it's like why do i feel obligated why do i feel obligated to post that i don't know it's strange do do you think that you only have a facebook out of obligation i i genuinely feel that way yes i genuinely feel like i only have a facebook out of one obligation to like family members and and not even just like i mean abby's family members like my family members too like my my grandma really uses facebook a lot Mm -hmm. um to connect and to like you know see and she likes to share um, with her friends and family. Um, but like, and I, I like the memories aspect of it. Like my mom and I talk about this all the time. Like I like the fact that every year I see like from 10 years ago, what like me and Devin were posting on each other's wall. Like, I think that's funny. Um, but in terms of like the, the pressure now to like 
I don't know, just present my best. And I, I, I do. I have, I feel like I have to constantly be impressive. Yeah. You know what? I mean, this brings up an interesting, I thought, I guess the only reason I think I still have Facebook mm-hmm. is news. Really? Like not the news. Like I don't watch the news on Facebook, but I hear about world events through Facebook. Mm. I I don't really ever get much. Twitter's better for it. Right, but I don't have Twitter. <laughs> so Facebook is is my, my conduit for that. Oof, you should really look into some better <laughs> sources of news, honey. But when we're saying news, we're talking, you talk about like, you mean like. Current events. N- no, but yours is like in entertainment. Like, inter- you're, no, I, but I've even like, like, even the things that are going on in the world, if, if it wasn't for like people talking about it on Facebook, probably wouldn't even know. Okay, but that's like, that's a very, we need to get you some more scholarly sources because that's. Right, but I don't but I don't like actively search for it. That's just that exists as my like pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will we'll have a conversation off air about this cuz that's inherently extremely problematic cuz then you're leaning yourself to just the bias the bias views of the people around you. So, we'll we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat. It's fine. Okay. Education at its finest. Anyway, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm feeling weird about social media right now. That's all I'm saying is, and especially Facebook, but also like Instagram is like not, um, it is not like guilt free in that, especially, especially in like the wedding sphere. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It, what, Instagram and Pinterest. It's like, I mean, why do we feel like we have these high expectations for these giant events? Because we see these perfectly meticulously crafted curated photos mm-hmm. that, capture glimpses moments like specks of an event and we base our entire ideology on that Mm -hmm. one image and that (sighs) if every moment of the day isn't as magical as that one frame is then there's this kind of sense that we didn't do it right or whatever i will say something about the culture of tiktok is so refreshing to me because there is i mean at least the sides of tiktok i'm on there is so much honesty and so much openness about like people finding avenues for uh, seeking mental health, uh, it, yeah, and, uh, like expertise and advice and like just like realizing that these little human experiences that we we experience every day, we're not alone in that and we're normalizing so many things. And like TikTok has, I think, really created an environment where I don't feel like there, I mean, I know that there's like still, it still exists, but I don't see a lot of TikToks where I feel self-conscious. Yeah. It's our algorithm, I think. Yeah. The the, the stuff that we consume, mm-hmm. you know. But also, and I think, I think this has a, a lot to do with it. I, I only have my closest, most personal friends on TikTok that I see videos of and everybody else is like i'm you, one of your most closest personal friends oh my god we're getting married yes that doesn't mean you have to like <laughs> me yes you're my best <laughs> friend oh my goodness but like you know what i mean I like, just like hearing you say it like I, w- I maybe have six or seven like actual faces like people that i know in my mm-hmm. life that i see on tiktok like you know when i scroll everybody else is like 
people that create content that I enjoy and so that I follow it. And so I'm not like constantly comparing my life to theirs because I have that level of separation. Right. And at the same time, they're creating content that makes me feel good or makes me feel seen, you know. And so even in the wedding planning, like, um, circle of TikTok, like in wedding planning, TikTok, there's a lot of honesty and there's a lot of DIY and there's a lot of like help and Mm -hmm. encouragement, um, in, you know, in in the community, Uh, of course, just like anything, there's also a lot of toxicity, but, but I'm seeing more of the former, which is, which is good, Mm -hmm. I think. So, um, our episode is not about social media. I just like, I guess really felt passionate about that <laughs> yeah so what is first up on our uh, agenda for- so our first lesson learn uh, uh, um, communication with vendors mm. this is a doozy and this is something that i am still actively putting off at this moment <laughs> <laughs> um i said i was going to communicate with them when i hit the year out date and i still haven't done that it's been an extra week and um so my goal is maybe by Next time we record, <laughs> I will have done it and I will update you guys. But um, what we did uh, when picking our vendors and communicating with them was we found vendors through pretty much everywhere. I found some through our wedding planning app because most like WeddingWire, Zola, uh, The Knot, all of those places, they'll have like recommended vendors based on your taste uh, and your area. I found some just via Google, Yelp. Um, But what we did once we contacted our vendors uh, is we got quotes from everybody. You need to get quotes. So you tell them where your event is, when it's happening, what your guest count is, all of that stuff. And then once you communicate with them and you come to an agreement, you usually will give a deposit. And then what we did um, is that we kept a we created and kept a spreadsheet with all of our vendor contact information, pricing, and their timelines. Um, and so it's in one spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet, where I can see like photographer, DJ, uh, videographer, uh, you know, uh, bartenders, and it's all right there. And it's their name, um, their pricing, what we agreed upon, the deposit that I spent, what I still owe, the date that I need to pay it. And then um, there's a link to the folder. So I created um, in our Google Drive, I created folders for each vendor, um, like in the drive. And in there holds all of the like screenshots of all of the communication via like email. And um, I had to do that because of a uh, reason we'll talk about in a second. And then um, their contracts and then any other kind of like um, just like stuff that you might need. Um and that's all like linked in that spreadsheet. And it is, it sounds like a lot, but it took me maybe an hour to create it once we had all our vendors like nailed down. And I've used it like every single time I've been wedding planning ever since. And you like update it, every, uh-huh. you know, as you go along. So yes. it's not like you're creating everything all at once. Right. So like we booked our photographer so, yeah. first, or we booked our venue first and then our photographer shortly after then our food and then like you know boom 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 and we add it as we went yeah because um, it sounds daunting like but if you're doing it as it goes you know it's not so bad yeah um but what is daunting is communicating with each vendor individually which is what i've been doing it just takes a lot of time so like i we have 13 vendors um because our venue including our venue because um 
it is very DIY. We need to bring in everything from DJ and food to lighting and chairs and like just uh, AV equipment and everything. Like we, our venue is very bare bones. It's beautiful and I love it, but it's bare bones. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because of that, we have a lot of vendors and they all have different ways of communicating. (laughs) And it's like, ah, um, what I wish we had done, and this is something that like I learned about like a month too late, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, create an email specifically for wedding communication. Right. Like it's so easy to make a Gmail account, literally so easy. You can link it to your personal one. Um, but just like a Aaron and Max wedding at gmail.com, right? Uh, it's just so, so easy to make a separate email specifically for wedding planning. And that's where you communicate with all your vendors and only communicate with your vendors and maybe your wedding party so that your entire email history is just that. Mm -hmm. And that way you don't have to go through and search your just myriad of emails over the past two years and try to find that one document that the furniture person quoted you with. It's just... Oh, that has been such a headache for me. And like, if you, it only really works if you make it before you start contacting your vendors, because once you email them, that's the email they have for you on file. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you can give them a different one, but they're going to go back to the one that they put they're for you. Gonna hit yeah, they're going to hit reply. <laughs> um, and it's just, that's just how it is. If you are, if you have not yet contacted any of your, of your vendors, um, create an email for just your wedding you can also do this um to like you utilize when like you have guests do things so like you can put uh you can link that email to like your wedding website and then you receive the rsvp information uh from your guests through that email and then that way you could just collect that through that email and then just send out email blasts with just that email specifically like there are other ways to do it even when you've started wedding planning, but oh my God, if you can have that vendor communication all within that email, whoo, your life will change. Consolidation is your friend. Oh my God, yes. Like I, re- I really do wish that we had done that. I just didn't even think about it before it was a little too late. Um, so another thing that I wish that I had done was give one of our helpers like, you know, my sister or my mom or one of like, you know, one of the people we really trust, um, give them access to that email then and put them in charge of sending out vendor check-in emails. Right. Because it's, I'm telling you, I'm avoiding doing it because it's, I I have to email 13 separate people and it all has to be slightly different. And I'm, I'm just, Oh God. So, tip here um like i said save all your contracts and record uh all of your communication and put it all in a folder in your google drive especially if you didn't create that email um separately just for your wedding information so i just take screenshots or i will hit print on the email and i will save it as a pdf and i will just like add them to the google drive folder um and right now like i said i have 13 different folders one that's like food trucks uh, photographer venue and it's just it DJ, has yeah. all of our uh, communication all of our agreements our contracts um, and then there's another document that I created for each one of these and it like links 
just the money aspects of everything that we'll get into later. So this will make sure that you stay organized and everything is easily accessible. Um, but don't forget that comprehensive list of each vendor with price and contracts. I, I promise you this will be huge, especially when you're going over your budget documents. It's going to save you a lot of time and it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, anything to add with vendor communication? Um, a little bit later. Okay. Oh, is that a part of your hitch or ditch? It is part of my hitch or ditch, actually. Oh, my other thing just about, it's not necessarily vendor communication, but vendor like choices. Um, Make sure that when you are communicating with your vendors, if they are standoffish, if they take two plus weeks to respond to you, um, if you just don't click, don't book them. Yeah. Like don't. I, we... It's equally as important to care about who you're working with and mm-hmm. if they're an agreeable and, and workable person than it is the product that they're giving. Yeah. Whether, you know, whatever Absolutely. it is. And I think that um, <laughs> we've talked about it before, like enjoying who you work with. But um, it really, really is true. Like you want to surround yourself with people that see this day as very important and that is not just like, oh, this is just a job for me, right? Yeah. Um, not saying that like people have to go above and beyond. This is their job and they they deserve to get fully compensated for that and to get paid what they're worth. Uh, you know, their time and money is important. Um, but so is yours. Your mm-hmm. time and money is important too. And so you guys, you just need to make sure that you share the same vision and that at the core, they are going to utilize their skills and they're going to like, uh, you know, they're, they're going to recognize what what your vision is and they're not going to like screw you. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like don't get vendors that are assholes. If you guys don't click, then don't use them. You know, enjoy somebody who does, who likes what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's talent is worth, um, like disrespect. Yeah. So like if somebody's really, really rude to you, but they make amazing cake, like don't, don't, give them their money because I would tell the vendor the exact same thing. It doesn't matter how much they're willing to pay you. If they're being an asshole to you the whole time, you shouldn't give them your services. Right. Right. It goes both ways. Yeah. But it goes, it goes both ways. Like as a couple, you need to be respectful of the vendor and you need to appreciate their time and their money and, and like pay what they're worth, pay them what they're worth. But at the same time, the vendors have to understand like what the couple is going through, being considerate and just being communicative. I think that a, like a vendor that can quickly communicate with you is the best vendor. DJ Sean, when we interviewed him, mm-hmm. he said that was like the key thing for him was being able to be on call for his uh, couples. That's mm-hmm. like what made him stand out. Yeah. Was because they were like, wow, I feel like I'm really taken care of with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's just like, I think you have to be really good at community, com- not community service, customer service uh in order to be a good vendor and and you'll you'll find it there it's there's a certain spirit to it an energy that you can feel when someone is an entrepreneur that gives a shit you know Mm -hmm. Um, i kind of want to be a wedding planner really bad yeah (laughs) like i kind of really want to switch career paths at this moment in time (laughs) um I'm tired of being a teacher, you guys. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I can do it emotionally and mentally at this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm check on me because I'm, I'm not handling it well. <laughs> not 
not to put anyone uh not to make anyone uneasy i'm okay but i'm not you're well you're okay you're, <laughs> you're just very stressed out and that's that's and i'm sad they're yeah. so rude they're teenagers they're so mean to me you chose teenagers <laughs> I know because you know what? <laughs> I didn't want to come home crawling dead because I'm like around a bunch of snot nosed kindergartners who are screaming at me 24 <laughs> 7. No. Also, elementary school teachers are treated even worse. That's so, mm, like by staff and admin. So, oh, no, I know. Oh, I'm, I know I, you know. So, mm-hmm. that's a no. Also, we have an elementary schooler. I don't want to go to work with them and then come home to one. <laughs> Ugh. At least at my job, I can talk about Abby and make fun of her. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. And they get it. And then I come home and I tell Abby, all oh, those kids were so mean to me today. And she's like, aw. And <laughs> but eventually she will be a teenager. And so you'll. But by that time, I will be a very successful wedding planner who has made a successful career <laughs> switch <laughs> and is happier. Because, <laughs> whoo. Also, I got my direct deposit today and they take too much out of my paychecks but that's neither here nor there anyway so next up n- next up on our lessons <laughs> learned venue shopping <gasps> you did it you did the sound effects i fully expected you to i know but then you did it softly and it was sweet <laughs> so uh you guys know our vendor story or, or our venue story right mm-hmm. um we searched for a really long time just virtually because uh as you know we got engaged 12 hours before california shut down due to covid19 um but when we finally found the place that we really, really liked, it was just like the only one that we were like, wow, this really is our vibe. And we, we really, we really love all of the things that the venue has to offer. We made a, um, we made an appointment. We we're driving down to go boom, canceled. And, uh, we didn't get to see it for like five months and five months we were without a venue. We were without any plans. Uh, and then, they were able to finally let us in and have us like, you know, do a little walkthrough. We fell in love completely and uh, we paid the deposit that day. And the rest is history, right? Well, no. Um, <laughs> so we ended up postponing. They were wonderfully considerate uh, about that. They themselves at that point in time could not even guarantee that we could have guests above 50 people uh, masked yeah uh at that point in time and um right now i am unclear as to whether or not they're even hosting events um so we could have like not been able to have it at all um but right now um i feel like i'm a little bit in limbo in terms of communication with them okay i feel kind of like i love the space so so much Um, but I'm nervous about if they're going to stay afloat. I'm nervous about like maybe them going out of business and not telling me until it's too late. And (laughs) like, I have to move all my vendors and they can't make this space or I can't find a space. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just nervous. Um, but at the same time I haven't reached out. So that's how I'm feeling about our venue right now. Um, a little bit uh, I'm I'm a little bit nervous. Also, there's um there's a very open concept for our venue which is stressing me out a bit. Because at this wedding that we attended, I realized that a timeline is everything. And if we cram things all uh at once 
in terms of the timeline and in terms of the spacing, then um, people might leave at like 830. <laughs> yeah. And I don't necessarily want them to do that. But at the same time, I don't want people to leave too early and not be able to experience everything um, or not have time to feel like they could just mingle and dance and drink and laugh, you know. Um, so I'm trying to rethink how we lay out the dinner tables, how we lay out the ceremony versus the dance floor. Like, do I want to move everybody from there to there, like outside to inside to outside to inside? Like, are they even going to do that? Probably not. But if I park them in one space the entire time, they might get bored. You know, like I'm just, I'm really struggling with that concept. I'm just, I'm having a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it keeps changing based on the vibe that I want. And I'm just a little bit weary about my venue right now right i still love it i love the aesthetic yeah, love i it. love the 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 area i love the roof i love everything but in terms of what i can do with it i am i'm i'm at a loss at the moment mm-hmm. um so what do we think we could have done so like i said i love the space and i don't regret getting the space no not at all but I wish that we had considered having a venue with a few more things included in the pricing, such as like maybe some more furniture or some wait staff mm-hmm. or at least like um, maybe not if not an all inclusive thing to at least include some things like trash, for example. Yes. Like we have to do. <laughs> Yes, like trash. They do include security. They include some furniture. I just have to tell them what furniture I want to use. But that's also true. I want, it's like, can I just have it and like move it as, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, and so I wish that maybe I had looked into, I I wish I had made that a little bit more of a priority when looking at venues. Um, At the same. Or before settling on. Or before settling on, yeah. Uh, At the same time, um, I don't think we looked around as much as we could have because since finding out about our aesthetic and our priorities uh we found multiple venues that we like a lot um that are all in that area that kind of do have a little bit more included for right around the same price if not a little bit more expensive Mm -hmm. um and like i said it's just it here's here's the thing it's amazing. It's a beautiful space, but it's it's just leaning itself to a little bit more stress because it is so DIY in terms of bringing in every yeah. vendor, implementing our entire vision the way we can, which is amazing. But we don't have all the money in the world and right. we don't have all the time in the world um, to implement it. It is a blank space venue and it is the blankest of spaces. Correct. Which I loved about it initially and now it's just starting to stress me out (laughs) um so i have a couple tips um peerspace.com amazing resource i don't i don't know if this is outside of the united states i don't even know if uh it's outside i know it's outside of uh california but um peerspace it is not as prominent in every single area it's definitely more prominent like in more populated areas um Mm -hmm. and more like industrial areas um but it is a uh, website and an app that is dedicated to allowing people with like creative spaces performance spaces event venues uh 
it basically is Airbnb for those kind of for events. And um, we have found multiple places that we would like to shoot different movies at and um, music (laughs) videos, commercials, all of that. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, they do event venues, parties. So I will definitely be utilizing it when I maybe want to have my bridal shower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can rent out a mansion. Yeah. And what's cool, cool what's cool about it is you rent it per hour, not per day. Mm -hmm. And so if you find a really amazing event venue through this space, you can see the payment per hour. So if you're like, Mm -hmm. I only need this ceremony space for two hours then you only pay for this two hours and right. then you guys move and you have a four hour reception. And so it's, you're not paying for the entire day. Exactly. And I think peer space is just an amazing resource. I found way too late <laughs> <laughs> and I really, um, I, I really hope that, uh, some other people can utilize it. If not for your wedding space, then definitely for other parties. Um, because it's, it's truly an amazing resource. Peer space, P E E. Wow, I spelled it wrong. P no, I didn't. P E E R space space. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we are we do not we're not sponsored by them. I just really like them. But hey, Spears. Oh, mm, god damn it! Pure space. Reach out to us. Um, yeah. So another thing, another tip that I have um, is to think outside the box for your venue space. Um, there's an article that I found that I want to just really quickly look at uh, about some of the out of the box, like wedding locations. Um, we've talked about this in uh, one of our previous episodes about venues, but oh my gosh, there are some like some of these I kind of wish that we had considered a little bit more. Um, the Some of the really unique ones are like breweries and distilleries. The wedding that we went to last week, it was right next to a brewery. That's really yeah, nice. It's one of our one of our spots because mm-hmm, a lot of people do wineries but breweries are on the horizon as well and they're really nice uh and same a lot thing of, different drink yeah and, and it's usually <laughs> a different vibe yeah like it's usually um it's usually still kind of rustic but in kind of a more laid-back way mm-hmm. um festival style sites so like very coachella vibes with tents and benches outdoor uh and in any kind of desert wedding mm-hmm. um museums museums that's That's what i'm like oh my god (sighs) or like other like historic venues too Mm. like just like really prominent um like not landmarks per se because that's like kind of expensive and there are other like permits to get but um like uh different houses and there's one in redlands there's like a fancy old house that's like a museum kind of thing now um, I don't know. I, I really like that stuff. Museum. I wanted to get married in the aquarium so bad, <laughs> but, and you know why we didn't, right? It wasn't even the cost. It was that you had to have their caterer and it was all seafood. Yeah. Exactly. And I felt really weird about that because we're surrounded by fish. Hey, uh, who would you eat over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that would be so cool. <laughs> Nightclubs, lounges, um, rooftop venues. Rooftops. One yeah. of the reasons we picked our venue is because we get to um, take, take pictures, pictures on, on the roof. roof yep. But there are other venues I've since found that have complete roof spaces. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> a little piece of my heart just breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people have done sports facilities, arenas, theaters. I made the conscious decision not to get married in a theater because I thought that was too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. I just didn't want to be that on the nose. Tree houses? Oh, yeah. 
tree houses. Yeah, man. There's some really cool ones. It just depends on your area. If you have access to it. Like I know there's a lot of, there's randomly a lot of tree houses like up in Northern California. Mm-hmm. There's a lot like in the square States. Um, there's a lot, uh, <laughs> people call it flyover country, I guess, but, um, I think they're all square. So that's just that on that. Not to isolate our listeners from the square States, but you know, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm, I'm flying over you. <laughs> uh, train stations. That's cool. Uh, yachts and boats. I know my, my cousin was going to get married on a yacht. Yes, they were, and they were going to do a whole uh, nautical theme. A nautical theme, as one does <laughs> on a yacht. Uh, zoos. Can you imagine desert landscapes on a yacht? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing. Have we ever talked about my hatred for desert landscapes on the pod? Eh, I, I think another day. briefly mentioned it. Another day. Another time. We must have. We, we shall, uh, if we haven't already. <laughs> uh, so finally, uh, wedding day timelines and responsibilities. Okay, this is my last lesson learned for this episode. Mm-hmm. So what we did right now, we have a tentative timeline that has changed multiple times. Uh, what I did, I bought a book, um, which is really amazing. Um, it is called, uh, oh, it's called Wedding Planning for the Busy Feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about this book before. Again, not sponsored. I just think it's an amazing book. I read through it in like one sitting. Um, because they really kind of also capture the essence of what this pod also tries to do, which is look objectively from a 21st century lens at trends and traditions and kind of convince you that you are not obligated to do those things just because your grandmother did. Right. And, um, it tries to condense it in a way that minimizes stress, but also just gives you a lot of information and a lot of options. And so they offer, and it's very, it's like non-denominational. So it has multiple different, um, timelines for if you have a religious ceremony. ceremony yeah. yeah. If you have a secular ceremony, if you have some kind of blend, um, and they really talk a lot about blending those things and finding ways to incorporate, differences of cultures and religions and and just experiences into all one really successful party um so i really i really suggest reading that book um and don't get spooked by the f word it's a good word it just means that you feel like everybody should be equal um (laughs) but uh we we looked at a timeline from that book and we kind of um we kind of maneuvered it a little bit. Uh, we have some things that are look like traditionally out of order, um, but it's changed multiple times. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I'm dreading people leaving three hours early because we crammed every activity into 45 minutes, but I'm also worried people will leave before everything is over because we left it too open. Right. Or they're going to miss stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were all the way outside and we were inside doing something else. And at the same time, I don't want to like boss everyone around and direct them the whole night. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm just really at a loss in terms of that at the moment. Um, but uh, what I did do that I suggest everybody do <laughs> is create an MLA style Oh no. Document. Oh no. With every item. It's currently 23 pages, but that it's not even close to done. Um <laughs> and it has so you see it says Mets Duncan Mets Duncan wedding September 24th, 2022 at our venue. And then it has a table of contents and the table of contents links to the different pages. They we have the wedding master timeline 
points of contact vendor that points of contact is all of our like wedding party anybody Mm -hmm. that's important that needs to know something Mm -hmm. vendor information that is that vendor spreadsheet that i created brides people duties and timeline then groomsmen duties and timeline uh vendor timelines is after that ceremony lineup is after set list uh for post ceremony or for ceremony and post ceremony for our dj is also there uh decor and supplies list is afterwards our floor plan is after that then we have a checklist for our day of coordinator and a photography shot list and then um after that all after all of that will be our ceremony script so I recommend <laughs> maybe not that extensively, but creating if some you want a kind template. I honestly, it's, it, please reach out and let me know if you would like a template because <laughs> I would absolutely create a template like this. Seriously. I do like, I, I will just redact our information and I will set up a template and I'll write kind of like, you know, a vague, Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess a template, template for, for you to use. I, I'd be happy to do that. Um, it is extremely extensive <laughs> and it lays out everyone's timelines, the bride, the groom, the party, the photographer, guests, the vendors, and it has all the details of our day that anybody is going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, we shared this with people in our wedding party and as it gets closer, they will look at it more. It's on Google drive, uh, on a Google doc. So people can edit it in real time and you see the changes. Um, it is truly been so helpful just to have everything in one place where I can visually see it and change it and like have documentation of it. And then I know on that day I don't have to look at it, but my coordinator, my vendors, uh, my point people. It. Yeah, my point people will have that. So if there's any questions, it's in that document. Now, Aaron, I what? can hear you say as an audience member who is very concerned. <laughs> um, you said that you have all of this planned and all of this figured out. What could you possibly wish you would have done differently? Oh, okay. So I (laughs) (laughs) thank you, listener, for your very interesting question. Mm -hmm. So I wish I had communicated with our planner more and earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiffany, our planner, who is a wonderful friend, a wonderful person. She is um, she's kind of just like our point person. She will be helping the venue coordinator on the day of. So we are very much calling her like our day of coordinator. Um, but I wish that I had roped her into the initial planning process sooner because I feel like I've overlooked some things or I have just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I have those goggles on, you know, like, like anybody does with anything that you write, anything that you create, you, there's going to be some pieces missing because you feel like it makes sense, but it doesn't mean it translates correctly for somebody right. else. And so I wish I had communicated with her earlier because I feel extremely overwhelmed yeah um by like all of this and I don't felt like you could have delegated a little bit to someone in that particular position who's meant to yes handle that specific thing Mm -hmm. I feel like um I don't know for sure if everything that I've planned will be successful and so I feel like including more people in the initial planning of this in general would have been help more helpful for like my mental health (laughs) um so i didn't just give this to them and then be like oh it's it's finished it's it this is what we're doing 
Um, I wish that when I was creating it and I wish I had communicated more that it's a living document and that I could use input, but because it's like so extensive at this point, people are a little hesitant to give, yeah. you know, advice because it's like, it's so much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know our listener Royal would love to see this document because he said he would keep us on schedule. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, he had when this wedding that we were at, he had his phone out, right? And I thought he was just, you know, looking at pictures or whatever, playing on his games or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, he had the schedule for the night, for the wedding, <laughs> out. And he was like, hey, we're cutting the cake 15 minutes early. What is all this about? You know? And it was great. <laughs> and he sent it to us. And he's like, it's a little gift from me. So <laughs> funny. He's so funny. And he goes, I'm going to do this at your wedding. And I said, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, and we thank him very greatly for that. <laughs> So just a tip when you're creating your wedding timeline and we will revisit this as our timeline changes and we learn new things, but delegating is difficult uh, to do alone. Like it's hard to delegate by yourself because you don't know what everybody is comfortable doing, what everybody is successful doing. So reach out and ask what each member of your party would like to help with and what they feel like they could handle successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will influence how you delegate and will kind of streamline your planning and you'll be able to create a timeline with the most success in the most successful way because you're playing to everybody's strengths, you know? I think that is a wonderful piece of advice. Yeah. And all of you listeners should be taking notes right now. Including myself. <laughs> Including you. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's all the tips and lessons that I have for this first segment of Lessons Learned. Lessons Learned. Woo! We'll come up with a little theme song. Shana Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want like a reading rainbow style for Lessons Learned. Like a reading rainbow. Right? But no. What is that that you're saying? Shanamaha. It's the first four syllables that came out of my mouth. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) And transitioning to our ending segment. Hitch or ditch. Ditching and hitching and hitching and ditching. What do we got today? All right. So uh, I would like to go second. Because <laughs> you always do. No, I went first the past two no, episodes. No, I know, but you. What I'm saying is, you always want to go second. Yes, because I like to like close. You have the better. I do. You always do. <laughs> I have it. No, I have. Oh, no, mine I, is controversial. Don't worry, I got you down. I understand. Okay, go. I know your your brain. Um. So, this ties directly into the wedding that we were at. Don't call them out. They're friends. no, no, no. They are friends and. This is something that they have stated that it ties directly into our episode. So the bride came over to us and she sat down and they were, I think they had just cut the cake, Mm -hmm. right? And she says, you know what? I wish I did. Uh See, tied directly into Mm -hmm. the episode. Look at that. (laughs) She says, I wish I had talked to them and gone over everything first like like who's them the the sorry the venue okay and the staff she says i wish i had gone over that because it they are contracted to also serve the cake and i just had to fight with them about 
that being there on her wedding day. And she's like, I wish I'd gone over it with them one more time. So I'm hitching, going over the schedule and the details of service with your venue, venue prior to the day so that you don't have to like do that on the day. Mm-hmm. And she came directly to us and she was like, this is, I wish I had done this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, that's my hitch. Is communicating prior. Communicating and making sure that you were both on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because with the services with that the they With the service, with the schedule specifically, mm-hmm. like, and, and everything. Absolutely. I will add on to that. On the day of, have someone other than the bride and groom check in with mm-hmm. them again. So give them the email and say, mm-hmm. uh, and have a printout and be like, Okay, so I'm just checking because right here it says that you guys will cut and serve the cake at exactly this time. This is when we're expecting to do that. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good? Before the event starts Mm -hmm. and have it not be the bride or groom. Mm -hmm. Because that way, I mean, like she shouldn't have had to stress about that on that day. Yeah, and that's that's a a point in her her day that she was, you know, miffed about. And I'm like that I I I feel bad for her. I wish I wish that that had been, you know resolved so that she didn't have to worry about that yes so, correct my friend i'm so sorry yes so that's what we're hitching we're hitching just going over everything double checking absolutely prior to i have a ditch you have a ditch <laughs> and it has absolutely nothing to do with our episode but it's just it's been i've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this specific episode to do it but i just can't i just can't wait it just can't wait <laughs> any longer it just okay. can't are you ready I don't know if I am. I will be ditching phallic decor at bachelorette parties. No more penises. No more. It is the dumbest thing I've ever heard to decorate a party with a bunch of cartoon penis silhouettes in celebration of someone getting married because here's the thing i understand the origin right i understand that usually ideally you no you know what i don't understand because if (laughs) usually and ideally you are uh a virgin until you get married why are you decorating before you get married with a bunch of penises you've never seen one you (laughs) don't celebrate them you've never experienced it Right. And so wouldn't that just make you uncomfortable? Like, here's the thing. I would never have when you're a kid and you have like um, themed birthday parties. Right. I had a Kim Possible birthday, a Powerpuff Girls birthday. I had a Barney birthday and a Blue's Clues birthday. But you know what I never had? A, like a, a, a birthday party from a TV show or movie I never saw. <laughs> like I never watched SpongeBob. So I never had a SpongeBob birthday. Right. That makes sense. So if you're a virgin... Why Why would you you have have penises at your bachelorette party? (laughs) Now, on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you are already familiar, right, uh, and you are celebrating your your familiarity with this, my question to you is why? Like, if you really sat down and asked yourself, why do I decorate bachelorette parties with penises? Like, just give me a logical reason why. It's just, it's like, it's this... This ancient, like, Grecian theater, uh, <laughs> you know, just f- penises are funny. 
it, it's not like, though. It's they're they're not funny. Like, they're no, and we're not gonna <laughs> get into this one. But <laughs> I I just I have to I I challenge you again. Reach out if you want this template. Reach out to make sure I'm okay. But also reach out to tell me if you can come up with a like a factual reasonable <laughs> uh, reason for why you would decorate a bachelorette party with penises other than for the shock value, right? I've seen like the banner. This is like same penis forever. That's depressing, <laughs> right? Or that's uncomfortable, right? That's, that's uncomfortable because you know, who's usually invited to that your sister or their sister of your significant other. Sometimes moms are invited and you know what I have to say as cool as your mom is, she's, she's not cool celebrating you marrying a penis like she's not excited <laughs> to see you posing with your lollipop in your mouth over same penis forever with like your peace sign and your drink mm -hmm. that looks all like milky white <laughs> she's not excited for you even if she pretends to be and i know for a fact that my mom when she listens to it is going to be sad that i've even said penis so many times <laughs> she i <laughs> i can't handle now, it now what about penis imagery at the bachelor party? That makes more sense because you're <laughs> celebrating the fact that you're going to like, I don't know, use it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you're celebrating the bachelor. You're celebrating his part. I don't know why. And you know what? You know what? I've pinpointed it. I've pinpointed it right now. You know the reason that we use penis memorabilia for bachelorette parties? Why? Misogyny. Because we're going to take a party that's supposed to be celebrating this woman and we're going to input what imagery of a man. <laughs> it's sexist. It is sexist. It's misogynistic. And you know, what? It's, it's degrading. It's a weird form of like idolatry, too. Yes. It's, thank it's you. It's like creating this, this worshiping the manhood. Yes. Of like, yes. It is. It is. It's not, it's, and it's so strange because like, and it doesn't do the same thing for like a vagina, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to, I swear if this gets flagged because I use technical terminology, don't even, if I'm going Medical to Medical terminology? Have, no, you're fine. Yeah. If I'm going to have uh, female reproductive organs on a lollipop and a guy licks it, right? They're going to be like, ooh, hoo, hoo, and they're going to make some weird joke and they're probably going to, they're probably going to call him a pussy, right? They're probably going to call him a name. Um, but if a girl is eating a lollipop that is phallic, right? Uh -huh. Oh, all of a sudden, oh, that's so funny. Oh, yay, bachelor. Like, it's just something about how, again, the man triumphs over the woman. And there's no memorabilia for female reproductive organs at the bachelor party. There's none. <laughs> there's no, It makes no sense. It makes no sense why I hang up penis pops. But you're not going to just have fupas all over. It doesn't make sense. It, so stop doing it. I am ditching penis decor and memorabilia that is in any way phallic shaped. Pin the penis on the, bat the, the groom. Ew. 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 I can't. I... I can't, and, and nobody does that the other way around at the bachelor party. I just, I can't. The double standard, the hypocrisy surrounding it, the, it's it's rooted in sex. The further we go down this path, honestly, the darker it gets. <laughs> I just have to, I have to conclude because uh, we're ditching it. We're, we're ditching, ditching it. it. I don't yeah. want to see, I don't want to see anything, anything even remotely surrounding that. Right. <sighs> 
So anyway, <laughs> do you feel better. I feel better. I again, I You've feel been like holding on to that for a while. Well, I feel like I write these ditches down, and I'm like, oh yeah. This sounds like something that you like on the drive home have been saying out loud to yourself, <laughs> you know, for the hour long drive home, and you've been rehearsing it. No, just in your head. No, that's not what happened. It's that I decided on the ditch that I was going to do today. And then once I start talking about <laughs> it, I realize, and I'm sure if you go back and you listen to it, you can hear me you get hear more point. passionate. Yeah. And it, it's just. <laughs> you can hear specific points of realization. You're like, wait, no, here's what it is. <laughs> uh, so I hope that that has persuaded some of you to not give Spencer's so much money. <laughs> Spencer's anti-sponsor Yeah, correct Yeah. Well, that's that for this episode But if you miss us, you can check us out on social media At Something Blue Podcast Give us a five-star review and support us on Anchor And you know what else you can do? You what? can go to legendarydadbod.com Slash 2021 Slash Maxwell And you can vote for Max Our wonderful groom To be the legendary dad bod Winner He is currently in first place in his group And next week once he wins that group He will be in the top 15 Where he needs all the votes that he can get Go to that link Legendarydadbod.com Slash 2021 Slash Maxwell It is also posted on our Instagram page It is also posted on our Facebook page Click that link It is a daily vote vote every single day it is free for your first vote or if you want to donate to children's cancer organization that they support you can donate and he will get those votes per dollar amount as well they are both fully valid ways to do to both donate and vote and uh we could win how much money maxwell I'm not going to say, but it'll help with our wedding. <laughs> it will absolutely help with our wedding. And not only that, but it will boost Maxwell's self-esteem <laughs> through the roof. And we absolutely want that. So go to legendarydadbod.com slash 2021 slash Maxwell oh, to goodness. vote for our groom to be the legendary dad bod winner. Every vote is appreciated. Thank it is you very absolutely. Much. Thank you so much for listening to Something Blue Wedding Planning with the 21st Century Bride and Groom. I'm the bride. And I am the dad bod groom <laughs> with 357 days to go. Less than a year. Happy planning. This is my apology to my mom. I'm sorry I said penis so much. <laughs> <laughs>